What's up, everybody? Welcome in to Pace the Nation, broadcasting in your nation's capital, right here in downtown Washington, D.C., in the Podville Media Studios, right here on M Street. I'm your host, Chris Farley, back again for another exciting episode of Pace the Nation, a unique show today, and we're going to try something new. My co-host wife, she is back in her home office in Arlington. And let's make sure she's connected there. I think Rob's done all the things that he needs to do to make sure that everything is working. Julie Cully. Julie, you there? I am here. And I want to say that I am connecting to the heart of the show, broadcasting from Arlington, the center of the universe. We've switched the center of the universe. The world shifted a little bit. We did four years of shows in Arlington. So maybe a little piece of the Arlington can be you broadcasting from Arlington. But you're there. I can hear you loud and clear. I can see you. Our audience can't see you. But we do have some exciting news, life-changing news. You're there. And I think our son, I can't see him in the picture on the Zoom box. Our son, Julian, Julian John Farley, born August 9th at 11.55 p.m. 54. 54. 11.54 p.m. Almost August 10th. We were planning on August 10th, but he had other ideas. Happy, healthy, eight pounds, some sort of ounces. I don't know. 16 days and you've forgotten. Yeah. 16 days ago as we record here on August 25th. But happy, healthy third boy. Congratulations, uh, mom. Oh, thanks. Congratulations, dad. (laughs) Yeah, I do all the heavy lifting. A lot of hard work for you. It is a lot of hard work for me. Yeah. You know, I don't hide behind the fact that I'm 45 and this is a young man's game, but I think I'm killing it. As a 45-year-old dad to a newborn. Um, (laughs) you don't look like you share that opinion. Uh, you are killing it. You've been very helpful with James and Paul. So Mm -hmm. trying to keep them from hurting each other every hour of every day as a lot of changes happened in their life. Yeah. Um, you're killing it with your runs. Um, we (laughs) got back to your routine with your runs. Yep. Yep. You know, I have to say with the first two children, it was a lot more like collaboration between the two of us, a little bit more teamwork, a little less teamwork on this this third <laughs> one. I think you were like, oh my gosh, Brooks, we have a real maternity leave. That means my wife can do all the work <laughs> and I can go back to my normal life, which is eight miles a day running, <laughs> getting up in the morning, get my Starbucks, do, 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 yep. do, Chris Farleying it. Like we are back. You are we back. We are back and better than ever. With I that. am yep. Yep. sleep 16. deprived and uh, you're back in rhythm. Yeah, I'm back in rhythm. So these kids wake up every two hours and yes, to your point for our first two sons, I probably woke up with you every two hours. Now you think I'm faking sleeping. Oh, you're definitely faking it. There's 0% chance you could be asleep when the baby is screaming because he's hungry. This is not true. Oh, did he wake up earlier? I I must have missed that. Yeah. I wake up with you, I don't know, half the time, a quarter of the time. Yeah, We'll go a quarter. A quarter of the time. All right. Well, everything is happy and and good at home. And we are really blessed. Healthy kid. Third August boy. So five, three and newborn. I'm just very, very blessed. And it's been awesome. And to clarify, he was eight pounds, 12 ounces. 12 ounces, yeah. Not some ounces. Right, right. I want to make sure people know I am thrilled and I'm not complaining about sleep or anything like that. 
Well, you're getting plenty of it. So why would you (laughs) complain? All right. Well, let's transition from that. We have two guests today, Julie. Both Joan and Drew Hunter will be joining us. Joan Hunter, she is the new head coach of 10 Man Elite, a professional running group in Boulder, Colorado. She will be joining us remotely from Boulder, Colorado. And in studio, our first in studio here guest at the Podville Media Studios will be Drew Hunter, her son, who's in town to promote an awesome event tonight at Pacers and Pacers Clarendon. They are launching the new 10-man elite collab with Adidas. It's the 10-man elite Boston 10 and the Zero XC spike that is also a 10-man elite shoe. So 10-man elite, a professional group out of Boulder, Colorado, now has a shoe and we're going to have it at runpacers.com. So super excited to have Drew tonight in Clarendon for this event, but in studio as well. So he will be filling your seat and Joan will be on a remote location in Boulder. Awesome. I'm super excited to have both of them on the show today. And I think Drew's going to look good sitting in my seat. Yeah, he will. All right, let's bring him in. Excited next up to have a pro runner for Adidas and 10 Men Elite, Drew Hunter, and the 10 Men Elite head coach, Joan Hunter, joining us next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Julie, we are excited to be joined by a couple of hunters, one from Boulder, Colorado, and one sitting right next to me to my left. It's Drew Hunter here right to my left, and it's Joan Hunter out in Boulder, Colorado. Hunters, how are you? Thanks for joining us. Doing well. Doing great. Happy to be here. Now, when this podcast comes out, the event will already have passed, but tonight at Pacers Running in Clarendon, We have a big event. We're going to launch a new couple of 10-man elite shoes, the Boston 10 and the Zero XC Spike. They just launched this month, and Drew's here to promote that with our stores. Really appreciate that. Joan is the head coach of 10-man elite, and Drew is one of the star athletes. And as we said right before you guys came on, it's a mother-son coach-athlete relationship. So a lot going on here, Julie. Really excited to talk to both the Hunters. But before we do, Julie, Joan was so helpful in your last job. And I want to just touch on that real quick. She was the uh, head coach at Loudoun Valley, where she coached her team to 18 state titles and had 10 national champion individual runners. Drew, being one of the star athletes there at the time, broke the high school record in the indoor mile in 2016 when he was there. But Joan was always so nice to have you out in Georgetown to the beautiful Loudoun Valley campus where you guys could have your athletes run in a previous life. And now you both moved on to greener pastures. Yeah. Let's bypass all of Joan's accomplishments and really focus on her help of the Georgetown women's cross country (laughs) team. No, it's like the end of an era. The Georgetown team hasn't been out there in two years because of COVID, but Joan was always so helpful helping us get out on the track and prepare for the season. And Drew came out for a run with us one time, which was was cool. Yeah. He showed us some of those amazing rocky roads out in Loudoun Valley. And I'm a Northern Virginia guy, so I'm thrilled to have them both. So Joan, I'm going to start with you. So you are now the head coach of 10 Men Elite. I mean, how difficult was it to leave such a successful high school coaching career and move all the way out to Boulder and take this job on? We were ready to step away from high school coaching. And we, as your husband, Mark, and you, yep. Mark, yes. 
coaching through COVID was super challenging and we felt very called to do everything we could to provide a training atmosphere for kids during that time that was safe, that gave them something to do. But coming along with that were all of the many, many restrictions put on us by our county and the Virginia High School League and that sort of thing. And it got to the point where we just sort of started to lose the joy of actually coaching because we had to spend so much time doing things like taking 75 temperatures every day and writing each one down and then going home and logging them into a computer database every day. And, you know, some of the rules were just sort of illogical to us. You know, at the high school level, wrestlers were able to wrestle without masks, but my distance runners had to either stay 10 feet apart or race and compete in masks and train and compete in masks outside. And so some of it was just a lot of frustration on our part of wanting it to be safe. And yet the logic behind some of the decisions was very frustrating. And also the lack of competitive opportunities in Virginia through COVID because of restrictions on how far you could go and compete and that sort of thing. So it really became really challenging for us, just uh, kind of emotionally and mentally. So we were ready. So you were ready. You were looking for a new challenge and your son, Drew, was running for Adidas and 10 Men Elite right after high school and have had a very successful professional career. Tom Schwartz was the coach previous. He moved on. Drew, was it like after he moved on, was it, hey, mom, can you come coach us? Like, how does that go? I mean, I think I've been wanting a change for a while. Just been having, you know, some frustrating last few years. I've had a lot of fleeting success some really one-off, two-off, good races, good performances, but I couldn't stay healthy. It was kind of one of those things where I would be healthy for six to eight months of the year and then have a really bad injury and be out. And anyone who knows track and field, the best athletes are the ones that are running 12 months of the yep. year. And I think like that was something that I really wanted to get back to doing. And the system I had in place wasn't necessarily working. So when I had my most consistent healthy years was when I was in high school training with my mom. And I think like we're really trying to get back to that. And that's kind of been our whole focus is just health is just not crushing it every day, not having, you know, great performances once a year, but really just getting out there and showing up to races and letting my talent come out, which is I feel like something that, you know, I've kind of forgotten I was a talented high school runner and it's still in there. You know, talent doesn't go away and I want to get back to that. And so that conversation kind of started amongst me and her and just being like, what's the plan of attack to get back to this? Now, a lot of folks know you as a star high school runner, one of the best high school runners of all time here from Northern Virginia and Loudoun County. But you move out to 10 Men Elite. Tell us about 10 Men Elite. A lot of our listeners don't know who 10 Men Elite is. Yeah, Tim and Elite is a group of distance runners in Boulder, Colorado, anywhere from 800 all the way up to, you know, we got guys running the marathon now, which is really exciting. And yeah, it's just a group of runners started by each other. It wasn't started by a big sponsor. It wasn't started by a coach. It was started by, you know, just a few guys who believed in each other and wanted to take a risk and drop everything and move out to Boulder. And so that's kind of what we've built. And it's grown into, you know, a huge, I mean, 
we're selling a shoe now, yeah, you know? know? It's grown know. into more than just, it's you know, crazy. an elite team. It's really cool. Our whole goal was to, you know, push the sport of running forward and really bridge the gap between community and, you know, elite performance because we feel like that was such a divide was these elite runners were so disconnected from the rest of the running world. And that's why, you know, Tin Man wanted to be founded on something that was a little bit different. So you can find this shoe and we're going to talk a little bit more about it. You can go to TinManElite.com or you can go to RunPacers.com. You can buy them in both places. So you decide to go pro right out of high school. Was that a tough decision for Drew and for mom? How does that work? It was a very tough decision. You know, in hindsight, maybe it shouldn't have been a tough decision. Financially, it was a smart decision, but it was really hard. It was a loss. You know, we knew what experiences Drew would be giving up by not being part of a college program. And he was such a good cross-country runner. And I think that was something he was really looking forward to at the college level. And we knew that was kind of gone. But, you know, in hindsight, I guess it's been a good decision in most ways. But it was hard. And it took us months to actually make that decision. It did not happen quickly. Yeah. I can only imagine what it was like for my parents I didn't know anything about the ins and outs of professional running. I mean, that was just something that I was going to deal with in four or five years if I had a great career at Oregon. And so to be thrown to that straight from high school was definitely, I wasn't ready for that. And I think, you know, it took some years to kind of figure it out. But in hindsight, like, I'm really happy with how things have turned out. Yeah, it's an unbelievable opportunity to go pro. Adidas signed you. And I think maybe you set the trend. You got Hobbs Kessler, who did it again this year, signed with Adidas right out of high school. Did you talk to Hobbs? Did you give him kind yeah. of the roadmap on how this thing goes or how it works? Yeah, no, Hobbs called me and we had a really good conversation. It was so interesting to talk to him because all of the questions and rationale that was going through his head were exactly what was going through my head at the same time. And it was actually, it was such a kind of like a deja vu moment where it was just like, oh, I've been exactly in your position before. And so I was honest with him. I told him the pros and the cons, and I was just kind of just put it all out there because I think, you know, I didn't have someone in my position. Like it was yeah. me taking a leap of faith regardless, going to college or pro. And so from what he told me after, like it was really helpful for him to have someone. And he has such a great support system yeah. with, you know, Ron Warhurst, who's coached multiple Olympians and Nick Willis in his corner and Mason Furlick and just a great group of guys. So I know he, he's in a great spot. We need to have some sort of cohort of athletes, including Drew, that helps lead the charge with some of these high schoolers coming out because we're seeing it more and more. We've seen a couple athletes maybe even coming out of their freshman year of college going pro now, and it is just such a different space. And Thankfully, the sponsors are offering long-term deals, right, to allow the growth and development of the athletes. But that doesn't mean that you know how to navigate that space. Even with your mom as your coach, like you couldn't ask for a closer person in your life to help guide you through that space. But even then, it's brand new, everything you're experiencing. And gosh, the criticism, the highs and the lows, like all those things, setting apart your group, who are you training with? How are you managing your schedule? All those things are challenges. Like you kind of have to kind of fumble through it a little bit. So I think we need some sort of group, Drew. We're going to support group. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I do want to touch on some of the criticism as I want to transition back to Joan here. You know, you do take the leap of faith. You take this job, you're coaching a professional team. These athletes are putting a lot of trust in you. 
But I feel like in the dumb world of social media or the internet, there was some criticism. Was that tough? That was very possibly the most stressful time of my life, honestly, going through this spring with so much negative social media, online criticism, that sort of thing, mostly from people that really did not know what had happened, what the whole story was, that sort of thing. It was pretty stressful. And I don't know really what happened, but once I started working with the guys, and it was kind of a time where I came in and had to sort of put the pieces together and try and salvage a season that was supposed to culminate at the Olympic trials or the Olympics for some of these guys. And I don't think we really counted the cost of what that kind of stress was going to do as far as training went and their ability to recover from things. It was just very, very, very stressful for everyone. And we started kind of getting it together performance-wise, but it was a little late for a lot of the guys. Did your confidence waver as you went through some of this? Oh, constantly. I mean, I don't think I recognized what a big undertaking it would be under the circumstances when I took over, just from a stress point, dealing with, you know, everything that came down. But at some point, I kind of woke up one day and I said, you know, I truly am not going to care what people are thinking about me, whether I'm qualified or not. I don't have to be the same person as somebody who's been a pro coach for 20 years or 10 years. I'm just going to be me and do my best. And I know I'm a good coach. I know I have a lot to learn as far as dealing with professional athletes and their schedules and how we get into meets and things like that. But I can do that. And it was just sort of like a, a light switch flipped. And I have been feeling really good about it. And I feel like our team has sort of taken a breath and are feeling positive again and happy with what we're doing and running. And we had to get back to the joy of what we do, or we were never going to get good again. Well, I mean, that is super inspiring. Julie and I have talked about that. And you can comment on this too, Julie, that there isn't a lot of coaches at the pro level who are females. And I applaud you. I feel like it took guts to do it. And I, I get chills just hearing you talk through that. Well, I didn't even so much think of it in that light. I probably should have, but I, I didn't. <laughs> you know, I find it interesting too, not just being a female coach at this level, but the criticism that has been leveled towards me as a mom coaching my son. You know, there are plenty of dads out there coaching their sons, some pretty high level guys. Mm -hmm. I can think of a, a little trio of Ingerbritsen. that are yeah. kind of good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and I would never want to put myself in the same league as dad Ingebrigtsen, but why is it okay for him to coach his kids? And it's not okay for me to coach my son. I don't get it because I'm a mom. Really? Say it louder for the people I in the back. It. I love it. Yes. One more time, please. <laughs> Gosh, I just do not understand it. I don't understand why I am a less legit choice than someone's dad. You guys are going to find your rhythm and there's always going to be haters, like no matter how well you're doing. I mean, we see it in the coaching ranks right now, even the men's coaches who are coaching men and women, you know, if they have a bad season, everyone's out on them. I think we see that in all sports, but we're not as conditioned to it in track and field and in our sport. But that thick skin that Joan Hunter has is getting thicker and thicker by the day. And I'm excited about it because the relationship that the two of you have Drew wouldn't be asking you to do this if he didn't believe you were the person to bring him to that next level in the sport. And that is 
such a statement and anyone who can't see that over there, we don't pay attention. So Joan is coaching Drew and nine other athletes. Is that correct? So yeah. You got, you got 10 of you guys. So Drew, star runner in high school, but still, I mean, after high school on the professional ranks, you've run 335 for 1500, 356 mile, 5K of 1317. How was your year this past year heading into Olympic trials and in Olympic games? Pretty bad. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I, I kind of yeah. knew the answer. No, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but yeah, how are you doing? December, I was in the best shape of my life. Yeah. Even I'd say most of January, we went to Phoenix in January for a warm weather training camp and was doing some pretty outrageous workouts. It's probably why I'm not where I wanted to be. But yeah, you know, I ran a 5K personal best, like you said, in December, kicking, you know, with two guys that one was an Olympian and the one was, you know, fourth at the Olympic trials by uh, the tiniest little bit. And I was right with them and I was feeling very confident, believed in myself, you know, everything was going well. And, and I think that was kind of just like I was saying earlier, like those one-off performances where I had a great eight-week, 10-week block of training going into it. And then I kind of finished the race and was like, where do I go from here? I can't get any fitter. I can't just stop running. And so you kind of have to figure out what to do. And my mentality, I think, going into January was, okay, let's do more. and. It worked for the whole month I was in Phoenix. I got incredibly fit, was doing some workouts that I didn't ever think I could do. And then I show up to run one indoor race, banged up going into it. My adductor was starting to hurt. My planner was starting to hurt. And in that race, I absolutely bombed. I ran like 341, was like second to last in the race. I felt my planner like during the race, like, tear a little bit and finish that. And I kind of was just, have been treading water ever since then. I never got it back, but it's okay. You know, I'm completely, you know, over it. I'm at peace with the situation. It's definitely comes with the territory of the sport. How hard was it for you to watch the Olympic trials in the Olympics? Not as hard as I thought it would be. I did an interview a few weeks ago and someone asked me the same question and I'm going to reference the same thing. Sarah Hall had this tweet talking about how we should be able to watch others perform and be just as excited for them and not jealous and not angry at the situation. And I think I got over that before the trials where I wasn't envious or jealous. Obviously, I would have loved to have been there and competing, but I wasn't. So I kind of had to reevaluate my situation and instead get really excited for the people that were going to become first time Olympians and going to, you know, medal at the Olympics. So it was really inspiring watching the trials. I think I really started to kind of pick up some steam in my own life and training after that and really kind of get excited about hopefully being at that stage again. So you're back running now. Yep. Healthy, feeling good, workouts. Yeah, I'm starting workouts really soon. I'm running about six days a week now, like eight or nine miles every day, doing some strides and stuff like that. So I'm getting back into it. I did a ton of cross training over the last few months. So I'm really just trying to slowly get back into it. There's not a rush. Who cares if I'm not fit in, right. you know, October? Right, right. <laughs> um, like it doesn't matter. And so I think we're just taking a longer, slower approach and maybe doing a little bit less running than I've done in the past. And you're excited about your new coach. Yes. She's got a good grip on things. 
Now, do you call her coach or mom? Like, how Honestly, that? I call her mom and I need to work on calling her coach. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. That would be just awkward and weird. Yeah, that's always funny. Like sometimes the guys will be like, your mom, I, 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 I mean coach. <laughs> coach. And I'm like, it's not a big deal. You Either knew way. her as my mom before coach. Yeah, that's right. And it's fine. And shoot, the mean people have nicknamed me Tin Mom anyway. So <laughs> why not go with it? So, Coach, you moved out to Boulder. Like, how's that? Drew's one of nine, right? Mm -hmm. Who's moving with you? Mark, your husband's moving with you. And who else is moving with you? How's that transition going? Well, most of our kids are grown. So our daughter, who is 19, is already out here with me. She's actually going to get a job and take a gap year and hopefully go to CU next year. She deferred. She actually got in as an out-of-state student, but she deferred and is waiting a year. Then when Mark retires at the end of November, he and our other two boys, I have one boy still in high school. My son Josiah is a junior in high school. And then our son Nathan is 20 and he will come out with us as well. Well, that's fantastic. Well, it's super exciting. 10 Men Elite and Adidas have a collab with the Boston 10 as the training shoe and also the Ada Zero XE spike. That's awesome. It's crazy. Like this 10 Men Elite before you, when you were in high school, didn't exist. And now there's a shoe that we're selling in our store, the selling on adidas.com. And I recommend going to either 10menelite.com or runpacers.com to get the shoe. But how cool is that, that you've got a shoe that's named after your group? Is it a shoe that you train in? Yeah, it's kind of surreal. For us, it's kind of a culmination of all the hard work that we've put in. And I have to take basically no credit for it. Sam Parsons, my teammate, has been pestering and bugging and convincing Adidas to do this collab for a long, long time. And now that it is out, it is really, really cool to like have that logo that we created on a shoe that we wear all the time. So you do wear it. Yeah. 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 No, the Boston is like the most versatile shoe. You can run a marathon personal best in it. You can go out for easy runs in it. I mean, I wear it as just like a kick around it's shoe. It's a cool looking it's shoe. It's a cool too. looking yeah. shoe. Yep. Yeah. So it's such a great bang for your buck shoe. And I think that's kind of like part of the ethos of our team is just like, we're kind of just a bunch of ragtag distance runners who Grinders. figured it out and just run up in the mountains when we want. You know, we got guys running marathons. And like I said, the Boston can do all of those things. Well, you can check them out at 10minelite.com. Julie, you need to go on this website, 10minelite.com. Check out their lookbook. Like these kids are cool. How do we not have this gear in our stores? You guys must have did like a, it looks like a hipster photo shoot on some level. Anyways, check out 10minelite.com. How did that photo yeah. shoot come to be? One of the things that we prioritize on our team is my best friend from high school lived in my closet for a year, <laughs> followed me around and took photos and took videos. And awesome. he is turned into our marketing guru guy that basically does all the media stuff for us. We've hired interns and that's just been a big priority. It's like showcasing what we do is so important to our brand. And sometimes we show too much and get a bunch of crap for it, but I guess it's better than not showing anything at all. And <laughs> I love it. Okay, guys, tell us what's next. Joan, I'm really curious. Is there a potential in the future to be bringing women in? I think there might be a couple of women that train alongside the team right now. What does the future look like for the program? Well, we would really love to bring in some women. We've had some conversations with a few women, and we have one of our sponsors, Whoop, is very pro us adding women to our team. 
we'll probably just start with two or three women. You know, we need to find the right fit, possibly a balance between somebody who's a little bit more of a veteran who's been a pro for a while and maybe a younger woman or two who would benefit from some older mentorship from, you know, a more experienced pro runner. But we're hoping to work on that more as the summer and early fall kicks in, I think. Right now, I'm more focused on getting settled out here and working with the guys I've got and getting them healthy and establishing some new routines and training rhythms and that sort of thing. But it's definitely on our agenda in the very near future. And Drew, as we kind of wrap this up, what's next for you? I mean, it's an exciting year. I mean, just coming off the Olympics, but world championships next year here in the U.S. Like how exciting is that? And that's got to be your goal, right? Absolutely. Missing out on the Olympics, it's pretty cool that I can close that door and immediately look forward to the world championships in Eugene, Oregon, of all places. So that's the goal. It's first, you know, just getting back into a race, feeling healthy and confident, and then getting, you know, that race swagger back that I miss and so dearly need to get back to. <laughs> but then just building from that and really kind of just getting strong and and yeah, all in, all in for Eugene. I think in some ways this is almost just as big as the Olympics for a lot of USA athletes. I mean, the stadium looks beautiful. I'm already mad I didn't get to go do it this, you know. Yeah, we were there. It was, it was incredible. Yeah. They really yeah. did a great job. And I'm sure Worlds will just be that on steroids. It'll be amazing. Yeah. yeah. 5K, 1500, like what's your event? I don't know. I think, you know, I want to say both. I want to be good at everything. Yeah. I want to be good at 800. I want to, you know, make USA cross teams and eventually run a good marathon. But I think going forward, like I need to get strong and have a good foundation and go from there. I don't want to put myself in a box. I think, you know, last year indicated I'm probably a little bit better of a 5K runner, but I'm not giving up on the 1500 miler stream where I can run 40 miles a week and yeah. <laughs> kick up my legs the rest of the day. Well, Hunters, this has been fantastic. I really appreciate the time. So exciting. We are launching the uh, 10 Minute Elite shoe at Pacers. It's on 10minuteelite.com. It's on runpacers.com. It's the Boston 10. It's also the Ada Zero XC Spike. Really cool stuff there. Really appreciate your guys' time and awesome, like dynamic, the mother, son, coach. It's amazing. Northern Virginia ties. I mean, I love it all. So I really, really appreciate you guys joining us today on Pace the Nation. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. That's awesome. All right. It's 10minelite.com, Julie. Uh, you can also find Drew on Twitter and Instagram, DrewHunter00. I doubt you can find Joan on Instagram or Twitter, but if so, we'll tweet out that link. Joan Hunter, Drew Hunter, 10 Man Elite, they joined us on Pace the Nation. We are going to take a quick break and be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to our two guests today. Really good interview. I really love what Joan said, love what Drew said, love what Joan said, love them both, but I'm in the tank for both of them. What do you think? It was fantastic, and I know there's a lot of changes for them, and my heart goes out to them because it's hard when things get shaken up like that. And Joan reflecting on some of the emotional toll that it took on the team, man, that is just stuff that you can't plan for. It's really hard. So I'm just so excited about them kind of having a clean slate and really getting the team going again and excited for this next year. It's going to be really fun to see. And I really want the best for Drew. I think he's a phenomenal talent. I know he knows he's a phenomenal talent, but it does hurt when you lose your swag. 
but I think this new change is going to be just so perfect for him. Yeah. And you've had this relationship with Joan. You've tried to recruit every single one of her athletes. And what she's doing is awesome and kind of gutsy. I said gutsy and a little bit groundbreaking. I think the thing that I really loved about Joan was her not even thinking about this being some sort of groundbreaking thing. She just is like, this is what I want to do. This is what's needed. This is what's called for. This is the opportunity in front of me. And then it was an afterthought like, oh, wait, yeah, I guess there aren't really head women's coaches in the pro space, especially she's coaching an all-male team at this time with the hope of adding women. But I think that just speaks to who she is. And, you know, she described herself as being no BS. And I love that. And I think they're going to have great success. And I think she's going to be a great role model for a lot of people without her ever even thinking about it. I love that she's humble and she's open to learning because you can't ever close the door on learning in this space because it's constantly changing. You know, there's new science, there's new information. Every athlete is different. Every relationship is different. So I think it's phenomenal. I'm really excited for her. Awesome. Well, thanks again to the hunters for joining us. And Julie, we did it. We made it through. We did. You're remote. Julian is still there. Yeah, you might hear some grunting in the background through the recording, but he did great. He's in the room. He's making a little noise, but he's doing great. And you didn't even have to leave your office. You're never coming back to these studios. We will never see her again in these studios. It was too smooth. Yeah. I've left the house like three times in the last 16 days. So I'm going to be like, hey, Rob, is there anything you need me to do? You need me to clean the floors? You need me to sweep? Any dusting that needs to happen here? (laughs) I love it. (laughs) All right. But of course, before we get out of here, this podcast is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with seven area DC-based brick and mortar locations. Pacers Running is for every run. We had a great, and I will say had, Julie, we had a great event with Drew Hunter and the 10-Man Elite launch of the Adidas Boston shoe. That's the 10-Man Adidas collab that happened at Pacers Running. So a lot of events like that will happen as we move into the fall and winter. You can always check those events out at runpacers.com. We've also got the new website where we're selling Adidas and every other brand up there, runpacers.com. Well, great show. Thanks again to the Hunters. Thanks to the folks here at Podville Media Studios. Our guy, Rob Ford, behind the glass, killing it as always. Thanks to Oscar and the team. And again, Drew, Joan, best of luck on everything in the future. All right. For Julie Cully, who is remote in Arlington, I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace Nation. We will see you next time.